where nobody knows your name is recorded in front of nobody. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. I'm John. And I am James. And we're back, James. We're back with another episode. This time we're talking about Paint Your Office, Season 6, Episode 6. Also named after a film, like last week's episode. Do you know which <laughs> film it is? Uh, no. Unless there's one called Paint Your Office. No, it's Paint Your Wagon. Oh, of course. Yeah, with Lee Marvin and Clint Eastwood. To, to give our sort of a lineup, this one was written by Peter Casey and David Lee, of course directed by James Burroughs, and it aired on the 5th of November, 1987. Remember, remember the 5th of November, for it is the day that Paint Your Office aired. <laughs> and no other reason. Let me guess, you want some fireworks in this episode, James? You wanted Halloween last time? I think they're dropping the ball a bit. <laughs> Cold open, straight in. Carla is doing a bit of scat singing. That's new. Scat singing? You know, like, skidabudabudawap. What up, up, do up. I feel like there's more to it than just uh, just that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's what that's what kicks it off. Tuning into Cheers, tuning in and go, is that, is that scat singing I hear? Because she's happy, and that's what people do when they're happy. Do a bit of the old jazz speech. Got a nicer pregnancy glow. I think is the common term. And Fraser's like, I, I wish I could have babies. You can't have babies, Fraser. I understand how they're admirable. It is something which you and I would never be able to do. Yeah, and that that's kind of the the phrase that Fraser says. It's something that they'll never experience, the uh, the beauty of giving birth, essentially. And then uh, Carla says the phrase, God, that feels like a dump trump parked on my bladder. And uh, Fraser quickly cups. Well, then again, nature is wise in her ways. It's an interesting view on the battle of the sexes. <laughs> However, the rest of the episode, not so much. Yeah, the main episode starts off with a, a strange sort of back and forth between Rebecca and Sam, because uh, Rebecca's found some massage oil in, in her office. Between sofa cushions. Yeah. yeah. The, the sleaze is still there. <laughs> <laughs> the sleaze is still there, stuck between sofa cushions and the crevices of the wall. You can't, you can't bleach that. You can't bleach that. And another classic uh, catchphrase <laughs> for the season, I think. I'm going to try and say that whenever it's appropriate. And sometimes <laughs> when it's not. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. If that's going to continue through this episode, then I look forward to it. <laughs> I suppose what does continue is after a, a sort of witty back and forth where Sam, of course, is a bit sleazy. It comes to the, the fact that Norm enters the bar. Yeah, maybe one of his best entrances. I took a second look at it and I went, mm, maybe it isn't. I doubted myself, but nevertheless, let's hear the entrance. Good afternoon, everybody. Hey! hey! What's going on, Mr. Peterson? Let's talk about what's going in, Mr. Peterson. <laughs> He's right. He's right, but this uh, victorious entrance to the bar is cut short because Rebecca cuts Norm off. She steals his glass and Norm yeah. reveals someone lost a hand that way. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's a very sad moment in Cheers, really. I think everyone's really shocked by this because he's. I mean, I think he's actually been cut off once before. It's not that much of a shock, but um, the out of work accountant can't pay his tab. Shock horror! You should always let the Wookiee win, though. You know, <laughs> and Norm's a wrestler, so I think Norm could pack a good punch. You know, he looks he looks the type. Well, he sure can, especially when it's bills, because he owes just short of nine hundred dollars. That's a punch. That is hefty. A hefty sum. 
And you can kind of understand why he's just been cut off. Uh, Fraser says that it's unreasonable to cut Norm off. Surely there's a, another way that we can solve this. And she says, you could pay. And he goes, oh. You can't do it, Rebecca. This is all Norm has. Sam comes up with the suggestion, which I think has played out in a previous episode, where he says perhaps uh, Norm can work it off. Yeah. Well, that's how he became the, the Cheers accountant, is it not? Mm. But Cheers has its own new person doing the books under the new ownership. So uh, Norm can't pay back that way. But he does have his other talent, which we've seen a few times other than drinking. And we've, we've heard about Norm's previous skill before in uh, painting houses when Cliff was very keen on getting him on board for a painting party. Oh yeah, of course, with the old uh, Tupperware. Yeah, Norm sort of quite innocently says he did a little bit of house painting back in college to make his ends meet. You fool, Norm. Uh, so I, I think Rebecca kind of takes this as a, a way to pay off his bills. You like painting, John? I'm not quick. I wouldn't say that. You don't need to be quick, you know. If you if you, if you bought a house, you're living there for years. <laughs> Do a little bit each year. You'll finish and get it all done in by the by the end. <laughs> Every New Year's Eve, put a second coat on as you're, you know, knee deep in wine. Okay, this <laughs> oddly specific. Yeah, it's very specific actually. But no, I, like I don't mind painting, but it's uh, I haven't done it very often. No, but Norm does. Norm does like painting, likes to paint. Yeah, so the deal is set that he will paint Rebecca's new office and get rid of uh, the sleazy grime that was left over from Sam being there, I assume. Yeah, because you can't bleach that. (laughs) That's one on the board. Seamless. (laughs) (laughs) Where should we move to next, James? Although Norm does agree to it, Cliff is against it. Yeah, he, he belittles him a bit. We've talked about class a lot through this sitcom, and, uh... I've never seen someone in the show uh, directly say that if someone becomes a painter, they will become a lower class citizen. They've always implied things, but they've never outright gone, you are beneath me. It's Cliff talking, so rein it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cliff, Cliff just got on his high horse a bit about this. He, he says manual labours, uh, he doesn't rate it, says the postman. <laughs> Regardless, though, Norm takes the job. And uh, we cut to a scene of him painting the office. And he's doing a good job. He's having a good time with it. It's a lovely shade of pink. Yes, he agrees, I think, as well. What happens is we get quite a nice exchange from him and Rebecca when she enters. Because Norm has got a phone call in the office while she was out. Oh, from Ava Rake. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, of course, Mr. Evan Drake, uh, the big boss. The big, big boss. The one uh, which uh, Rebecca has a soft spot for. Yes. And she gets quite flustered initially, uh, knowing that she missed a call from him. Uh, But he's calling back, which uh, leads to a weird scene. Yeah, because he scolds her. He's like, Rebecca, Mm. your numbers are terrible. You should get an accountant. No, not Norm. Yeah, so he he has a go at her, which leads Rebecca to uh, break down a bit in front of Norm. Break down crying, which we touched upon it in the first episode, where she, as a character, was very much meant to be a threatening authority to Mm. Sam. But she became a deeper character once we saw the fallibility in her opening a door. I think this is the first time we've actually seen her vulnerable. Mm, And this episode is very much about taking taking down the walls a little bit. After painting them. After painting them, yeah. And what we see is we see her open up to Norm a bit. And they have quite a nice conversation, really, to be honest. Which leads to them basically saying that they're friends. Yeah, but don't tell anyone else. Yeah, it's always got to be hush-hush. It's also revealed that uh, Norm actually quite likes painting and that he he finds it quite soothing because it's the total opposite of accountancy. And that also has to be hush-hush because uh, Cliff would think he's a weenie, to which Rebecca replies, 
something like he is the king of weenies or he would know he, something about he, that. He's the authority on them, yeah. This scene with, I mean, there's other stuff in, later in the episode of a similar vein we can delve into. But this scene between Norm and Rebecca, I really liked because Norm, uh, by his name alone, is very much a man of the people, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's very laid back, very approachable. And I think if there was anyone to get past the tough exterior of Rebecca, it would be Norm. Yeah, and I think what's quite nice is uh, there's been a lot of prying in the series up until now. But what Norm does is he offers information and he says quite a, a sort of personal story. He opens up, which is quite nice as well. You know, I think that this color is the exact same color as Mary Lou Siebold's car coat. This girl I had an insane crush on in the third grade, except she had no idea that I was alive. I used to leave little notes for her, I love you. (laughs) And one day I finally got up the nerve to sign one, NP. The next week, she was going steady with my best friend, Nikki Petropoulos. What'd you do? The only thing I could do, really. I went over to Nikki and I calmly explained the situation. Then I sat on him. I mean, in our season five, review. Although we talked about the Sam and Diane relationship over those first five seasons, one thing we discovered, particularly in season five, was Norm's self-assuredness. And he has no issue with talking about things he's had trouble with in the past, which is admirable. Yeah, he's a bit of an open book in this this scene, which is nice. And like we said, it it closes with them uh, becoming friends, which is probably the first friend that Rebecca's got whilst being in the bar. Yeah, definitely. Another thing is that Norma realises that the office didn't actually need painting, so it was a sympathy job. Yeah, I feel like that is something that he probably knew um, from the beginning, but he kind of slips it in at the end just as a thank you, doesn't he? Yeah, it's just quite a nice development. Mm. You know, friendly development, positive development. And at this point in the episode, I thought it was coming to a close, James, but there was more, which means that something was bound to go wrong. <laughs> this is just the first act. And we return uh, sort of the next day, I think, and Norm sits down in the bar and asks for a coffee or whatever he's able to have. And Rebecca says, get that man a beer. Beer on the house. And everyone was like, what did you do, Norm? <laughs> Are you the Rebecca whisperer? Yeah, and, and his sort of... Uh, Reply is just, has it occurred to anyone that she might just be a nice woman? And no one believes him. (laughs) A what? Nice women don't exist in cheers, is what they think. Even Carla thinks that. (laughs) I think what's a shame that follows is how much Sam pries into this. Ugh, Sam needs to have a hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Just he needs needs something to do because he's clearly a desperate man, John. (laughs) Yeah, and he does sort of, uh, he pesters quite a bit, to be honest, in, in this episode. And Norm's been offered more work to paint Rebecca's uh, apartment. Sam is trying to get in on helping paint. No, <laughs> that's, that's, all I have. that's all I have to say about that. And Norm says much the same thing too. Where he's like, no, Sam, I know what you're like. This is one thing which confused and concerned me, James. The amount of times that Sam had to say, I promise I won't touch her. Mm. That's a red flag, surely. That is a red flag. Like, if he said, I promise I won't bother her, you know, like flirting with her or whatever, it's like, okay, I can understand. But promise I won't touch her, it's like, whoa, son, that's, that's her choice also. But he says it lots of times and it just, it kind of throws a, a weird history. <laughs> Makes you, you know? Unsavory at times, isn't he, Sam? Mm-hmm. But he, he wears Norm down, unfortunately. And when Norm goes to do the job at Re- Rebecca's house, uh, she opens the door to greet him and walks through both Norm and Sam. 
Much to Rebecca's chagrin. Yeah, she says, oh great, now it knows where I live. <laughs> yeah. But they, or more accurately, Norm, start painting. And sanding as well. They've got to sand down stuff. And taping. and it was, <laughs> it was like an episode of uh, Extreme Home Makeover. I wouldn't say that. Not much really happens. <laughs> it's like an episode of Mediocre Home Makeover. I, don't, I didn't see any makeover happen at all. <laughs> Sam poorly sands down a piece of wood, basically leaving no impression. And I don't think Norm even begins painting before he gets a phone call, which is Vera uh, with uh, emergency at the home, which means Norm has to leave. It's the wet bandits, isn't it? <laughs> Basement's been flooded, basically. Basement's been flooded uh, to two feet, which is a foot more than it should be. Before Norm goes, uh, Sam promises he won't touch her again, which I think is really weird. Yeah, no, I think at that point, Rebecca should be like, Sam, you're not a painter. Norm's not here. Leave now. Basically, I think it's very odd how lenient she's been with Sam, considering she's his boss, you know? And he's, he has, he's been very pestering for the past uh, five episodes, really. Yeah. But uh, Norm does leave and Sam tries to sort of open up a heart to heart. Yeah, and we hear about Derek. Yeah, we do. We get a return of Derek and uh, Rebecca talks about her family as well. And they both do kind of mirror each other in uh, a lot of areas, I guess. My father's a captain in the Navy. My mother's an interior designer. My brother's a surgeon. My other brother's an attorney. My sister was Miss San Diego. (laughs) The only really happy moment of my life is when I ran away to San Francisco and hung out with Grace Slick. Do you want to know the lyrics to White Rabbit or can I quit now? Nice little uh, segment there. I particularly like the history of Rebecca hanging out with Grace Slick. Well, that's a, that's, that was unexpected. That would have been that if she went uh, and hung out with Grace Slick while, when she was a teenager, it would be around the time that Woodstock happened. There you go. Which is Rebecca fun. was there, James. <laughs> Rebecca was. If you watch the documentary of Woodstock, you just see a very young Kirstie Alley. <laughs> Yeah, and, we, and I think what's interesting is they both sort of open up about their uh, inadequacies that they see in themselves, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And that's certainly none more evident, at least with Rebecca, when she refers to her sister being Miss San Diego. Well, then uh, Sam goes in to talk about Derek a bit, as you mentioned, and we, we saw him way back in season one, I think. We heard him. We heard him, yeah. <laughs> Rebecca asked, does he ever come to the bar? And he says, no, but uh, I'll call him if you call Miss San Diego. And she says, they'll probably end up leaving together. It's true. Which I think uh, there's, there's definitely a, a bond which is forming, uh, <laughs> which is, it's, it's a nice moment that they're able to share jokes on, on a common ground. It does take a, a turn though. Sam ruins it. Yeah. <laughs> but the worst part is he's ruined it, but premeditatively. So uh, she says she's just going to go out and get changed. And Sam asks if he can put some music on and... As he does, he puts on some jazz, takes his uh, painting smock overalls off. A lovely painting onesie. Yeah, he takes it off to reveal that he's got like a three-piece suit underneath. I could see why he didn't want to do any manual labour. He'd be boiling. (laughs) Ah. Uh, But he looks looks quite the fool though afterwards because she walks through ready for the gym and is about to leave him to paint. Another thing is he goes into his paint bucket and takes out a bottle of wine. And this is wrong on a lot of levels, but mostly because he's betrayed Norm, for one. Hmm. Uh, He's clearly wanted to get Rebecca drunk because he's not going to drink the wine. (laughs) So yeah, it's quite off. 
What what are the odds that he's also got a wrench and he's uh, smashed up Norm's pipes in his basement? Ooh, <laughs> good odds. <laughs> I think there's pretty good odds on that. He's a psychopathic. <laughs> he is. I saw something about Dennis Reynolds from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm. and it was Dennis and Sam Malone are essentially the same character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only difference is that the other characters in It's Always Sunny acknowledge Dennis is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that sort of leads to the the ending of this episode where Sam tries to turn the whole situation into a very weird kind of like, he says he would never make love to her if she asked. And he's very persistent on that. What, reverse psychology? Yeah. Weird episode, James. I... It's got its moments, and I really like some of the moments. I really like the wholesome moments. Mm. I don't like it where Sam goes, this house will be decorated with sleaze. <laughs> and you can't bleach that off. You can't bleach that out, John. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to the inevitable arrival of trivia, it's worth mentioning there are no guest cast. No one. Zip. Nada. Worth mentioning. Just just the old regulars in the bar. The old regulars. But I also want to mention, in lieu of guest cast, the book that Rebecca was reading. Oh, what was it? It was Hammer by Armand Hammer. It was a businessman and art collector who had close ties with the Soviet Union. That's quite interesting. You know, cons- considering the, the, the sort of uh, literature in the bar is always sort of been key to characters, I guess. And it's usually been quite highbrow as well. Mm -hmm. But obviously the Soviet Union was still very much active at this point. So it's not a historical book that Rebecca was reading. Current affairs book, essentially, is is what Mm. she was reading. And I thought that's interesting because it shows that she uh, puts work first a lot. And I think that could be detrimental to, to her health and development, as we saw in the scene earlier with Norm. So although mm. the book in itself doesn't really mean anything, the cultural knowledge of the author mm. uh, has some kind of relevance. Yeah, definitely. Something that will be interesting to see as it moves forward, how that business focus lasts. That's the battle, James, which means one thing, it's trivia time. Hello, Cliff. <laughs> as usual, before we open our letters, we have to give a shout out to our norms on Patreon. So this goes out to Treb. Curry. If you want that special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon page for that and so much more. In this episode, James, we found out that Norm's bar tab reached uh, just under $900. Do you know the exact amount? 837 Yeah, that's a, that's a big tab, isn't it? And pints were cheap back then. Unfathomable amount of pints. <laughs> you mentioned... Rebecca found massage oil, mm. but specifically, which massage oil? Oh, um, I can't remember. Jasmine scented oriental massage oil. Sleaziest Sam could find. <laughs> <laughs> Jarrow massage oil with extra sleaze. Yes, sir. Right this way. <laughs> what was the name of Norm's third grade crush, whose car coat matched the new office paint and... What was Norm's best friend who dated this crush of his? I have no idea about the crush. I've got a better guess for uh, his friend because they had the same initials. So I'll go Nicky Patterson. It was Nicky, but if you didn't know the, the surname, I think it would have been hard to guess it. It's Nicky Petropoulos. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that, I don't think. Nah. Good question, though. 
the third grade crush was Mary Lou Siebold. Yeah, I didn't remember any of this. There is a discussion that goes on there about how the bar's changing in this episode, James. Carla says that the, the stakes for the game of pool is a round of wine spritzes. And there, there's a sort of jab about how there are hordes of yuppie-dums. But after this, Fraser requests a drink. What drink does he request? Oh, um, is it a gin and tonic or something? It's a Perrier with wine. Ah. Oh, sorry, a Perrier with lime. A Perrier with lime. Yes, I do remember that now. It's a nice drink. Coincidentally, Perrier is the name of an award given for stage comedies. That is quite a good fact, James. Let's uh, snack on those facts. Snack on those facts? Yeah, the Perrier Award was given out at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. So that's our last call. Yeah, it's a, It started off as a norm-centred episode, but then he had to run away because of <laughs> plumbing reasons. Because Sam had uh, broke his pipes. <laughs> Yeah, but if you want your own uh, special norm treatment, then check out our Patreon, where we'll shout your name, a la norm, in uh, every episode of our podcast. That's quite special, I think. But yeah, if you're enjoying our content, then continue listening. I mean, this was quite a good episode, James. It took that trope of, uh, I suppose, it, would it be the TV trope of sort of defrosting the ice queen? Is that a trope? Yeah, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> defrosting the ice queen. <laughs> Yeah, like it, uh, it thawed out the the situation a bit. We got we got to see some characters with a bit more uh, warmth to each other this episode. Rebecca's made at least one friend in the bar, which is good. Rebecca's made at least one friend. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, hopefully more will come later on. But at least we know Norm's on her side now, and that's something. So thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we didn't pick a drink, James. We didn't pick a drink. Perrier with lime. It was you're drinking your Perrier with lime. Remember that. Remember, find your own friends out there. <laughs> this has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. Thank you for listening.